Welcome to the Entrepreneur's MBA, bringing you lessons from real-life entrepreneurs they don't teach in business school. Here's your host, business coach and marketing strategist, Adam Kipnis. Hey, everybody. Coach Adam Kipnis here for the Entrepreneur's MBA podcast. Uh, Appreciate you joining today. On podcasts, we always talk about lessons that you just can't learn in school and how to attract clients now into your business. Every business needs new clients, new revenue in order to continue to thrive. And we like to give you the secrets, tips, and tools that you can use both from myself, experiences I've had with my clients, and with interviews with top entrepreneurs that you can learn from every day. If you are looking to get new clients, but don't want to spend a ton of money on marketing or advertising, I ask that you download my book at freebookfromadam.com. And in that book, there are eight steps to attract clients without spending money on marketing or advertising. It's simple steps, easy to follow and relevant information that you're looking for to attract clients now. Today's episode, I wanted to talk about um, how to do this, how to get clients. And last time we talked about the myths that are keeping people from getting new clients. Well, today I want to talk about the three keys to getting off to a fast start in attracting clients now. And the key number one is to stop asking for money. Yes, I said it. Stop asking for money. And everybody leads with what they can do. And you've been to networking events. You've been around people where they hand you a business card. They talk all about themselves and what it is that they can do before they know you, you know them, or even if you need each other's services. And they lead with the offer first. Same thing's true if you think about getting a business card. On that business card, it's got an email address and it's got a phone number. Two ways that people can contact in order to be sold something. It's a high threshold offer. People don't want to be sold anything. People don't want to be in a situation where they know that they're going to get sold. And so why do we do it? Same thing with websites. If you look at any website out there, Look at your own, look at some of your competitors, look at some people that you know. It probably has a phone number, it probably has an email address, and chances are it has schedule a free consultation. A free consultation is, in fact, just an opportunity to sell. They're not delivering value, and so make sure that you look at your website and see if you've fallen into that trap. So in order to stop asking for money, we don't want to offer first. What we want to do is we want to figure out what is the problem that our prospect has and that they don't want, and what is the result they want that they don't have. I've mentioned this one a bunch of times. It's something I work with a lot of my clients on is identifying the problem the prospect has that they want to get rid of and then finding the result that they want but they don't have. If you start there, now you're not offering first. Now you're identifying what it is that they want and how you can solve it. 
and you can begin to solve that problem before you ask for money. And here's a way to do it. It's a four-step process. The first step is to interrupt people. We get 3,000 marketing messages a day, whether it's where I'm sitting right now, there's a water bottle, there's a vitamin bottle, a bunch of business cards, a cup with a logo on it. I'm getting these advertising hits over and over again. And then I'll leave the house, I'll go down the street, and there'll be billboards, and there'll be signs on the fronts of buildings and strip malls. I'll have the radio on and there'll be commercials. We get these hits over and over again, and we just begin to ignore them. So we need to interrupt people. We need to stop them in their tracks. Once we've got their attention, now we want to engage them. That's step two. And engage is telling that prospect that you have a solution to their problem. You're not telling them what the solution is. You're not telling them how much the solution costs. You're not telling them to schedule a free consultation with you. You're just telling them, I've got a solution that you need and will solve your problem. Now, once their attention is grabbed, now they're interested because you can solve their problem or fill their need. Now you can educate them on what it is you do. This is not the step-by-step of how you're going to do it, but it's the what. What are you going to do for them? I'm a client attraction expert. People want more clients. I don't say, first we're going to run Facebook ads and then we're going to do Google AdWords. We talk about, we're going to identify your client. We're going to find out what it is they need and we are going to get those clients in your niche and bring them to you. That's how you educate. And then step four, now you can offer them something. And I don't recommend making an offer as an initial sale. I recommend having a free book. My book, as I I say every week, is freebookfromadam.com. It's something that you can use that you'll get benefit from. And if it is beneficial, you're more, more likely to want to get on the phone with me and get more help from me. So that free offer should be geared toward, here's what I can do, and it's a way that I can help you more. So in order to stop asking for money and asking for the order first, interrupt them, engage them, educate them, and then make them an offer that is so compelling, there's no way they can say no to it. So that's key number one to getting off to a fast start, is to stop asking for money and deliver value. Key number two, referrals are the worst way to grow your business. Everybody talks about wanting to get referrals. People say, oh, I'd love for you to refer a client to me. Unfortunately, referrals are lumpy, meaning we don't know when they're going to come. You could get three today and you may never get one again. Referrals come in all shapes and sizes. We have no idea if they fit our niche, if they fit our market, if they're right for us. And lastly, referrals unfortunately rarely contact you. Hey, I referred so-and-so to you. Great. They have my business card, but again, they might be unlikely to call. So rather than asking for referrals, one step higher on the ladder is to ask for introductions. So if 
You have somebody, you have the same type of client, they might know people, ask for an introduction, whether that's via email or a cup of coffee or a joint phone call. An introduction is a much better way than simply a referral. But even more than introductions, I advocate finding people who have the same type of client you do or know the type of people that you are looking for and find a way to be in a joint venture with them. And that joint venture could be splitting revenue. People who are in a joint venture with me and I win a new client, I pay 10% of ongoing revenue to them. I'm not saying you have to pay 10%. It doesn't even have to be money. It could be a donation to charity. It could be a gift card. It could be a discount to the person in that was brought in through the joint venture agreement. But joint ventures do two things. Number one, if there's something in it for the other person, they're more likely to be to keep you top of mind and to want to send someone your way. That's not because everybody's greedy. It's just they're more likely to remember if there's something that they or that the prospect gets for making this introduction. So I think it's really important to always have that in mind. How can I help this person if they bring me a new client? And the second part of joint ventures, sorry, I lost my focus there for a second. Um, the second part is if you have a joint venture agreement and it's in writing and it says, if you bring me a client, you will get this or they will get this and it's on paper. Now it becomes real. It's not a hypothetical, Hey, I'd love it if you sent me somebody it's, Hey, let's do this together to the benefit of you, me, and most importantly, the prospect and future client. So don't ask for referrals, get introductions, but hopefully you get joint venture agreements on paper where everybody wins in the scenario. So key number two is referrals are the worst way to grow. Introductions and JVs are a much better option. And number three is stop following up with people like everybody else does. What I mean by that is most businesses it's, they're lucky if they follow up once or twice. Most people don't follow up at all. So stop following up like other people do. Follow up in a way that actually will support the prospect so they learn what, what it is you do and that you can help them. So the National Sales Executive Association is the source of these statistics. So I just want to give you a few stats that prove this out. 48% of salespeople never follow up with a prospect. And some of you may be giggling. Some of you may be thinking about that whether you follow up. But most of us, there are business cards on our desk in a drawer, something that we got somewhere and we never picked up the phone and called them. Maybe we emailed them. Maybe we connected with them on LinkedIn. But 48% of salespeople never follow up with a prospect. 25% of salespeople make a second contact and stop. 12% of people make three contacts and stop. Only 10% of salespeople, according to these statistics, make more than three contacts. 
And the reason that's important is 2% of sales are made on the first contact. 3% of sales are made on the second contact. 5% on the third contact. 10% on the fourth contact. And if you are quick at math, that leaves 80%. 80% of sales are made on the 5th to 12th contact. So we need to touch people 5 to 12 times in order to ensure greater success in sales. And so why is this true? Why, why does it take these multiple contacts? We, we all know we're good at what we do. We have value to bring. And then if someone buys our product or service, they're going to be better off for it. So why does it take 5 to 12 times before they pull the trigger? And the reason is, is because all buyers go on a journey. And there's really three sort of steps to this journey. One, we've got future buyers. These are the folks that are just hearing about a solution. I'm a coach and maybe they've never hired a coach or maybe they've, they've never thought about it or maybe they thought about it, but they didn't really understand what it was like. And so they're future buyers and what they're weighing is the benefit, the benefits of ownership, the benefits of hiring a coach or, or hiring a, uh, a financial advisor or, or even going to the doctor, right? What are the benefits? Why should I do this? And some people that journey is very, very fast, but most people that journey takes a while and they've got to talk through themselves through those benefits. The second step are the soon to be buyers. These are the people that are seeing benefit, but now they're going to bring the objections to the table. Why should they not do it? It's expensive. It takes too much time. It's not going to work for me. I can do it myself. Whatever it may be. And then a segment of those, they're going to like the benefits. They're going to overcome the objections. And they're going to become what we call now buyers. Now buyers are about 1% of the population. And those people are choosing who they're going to do business business with. So quick example, and this is pretty easy to follow, hopefully, and we can translate it to your business when, when we talk. But a now buyer is someone who wants to buy today. So think you wake up in the morning and you, you're tired, you want to get off to a good day. So you think about, oh, I bet I'll stop at Starbucks and get a cup of coffee. The coffee is going to taste good if you're a coffee drinker. The jolt you're going to get, the smell, the aroma, the taste, all the benefits of going to get that cup of coffee at Starbucks. And then you're driving, and now it's going through your head. It's going to be really busy. I might be late for work. I don't need to spend $4.25 on a cup of coffee. Uh, should I really get that cup of coffee? Some people are going to keep on driving to work. But others are going to be now buyers and it's, do I stop at Starbucks or do I stop at Dunkin' Donuts or Pete's or whatever the coffee um, house of your choice is? It's still a journey. It's a longer journey when you hire a coach for your business. It's a longer journey when you buy a house or a car. It could be a shorter journey for a cup of coffee in the morning or where to go eat dinner. But everyone goes through a journey and we want to avoid the trap as salespeople and entrepreneurs of short-circuiting that journey 
by trying to make an offer to everyone today because people are not yet now buyers. So the three keys to getting off to a fast start are number one, stop asking for money, get introductions, and find joint venture partners. Number two. You've been listening to The Entrepreneur's MBA. Download Adam's free book, How to Make More Money in Your Business, at www.freebookfromadam.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.